I guess it's time to prepare for a recession because according to Bloomberg in their most recent recession model, it kicked out a probability of 100% that we will be in a recession by this time next year. In a report by a couple of their economists, so Anna Wong and Eliza Winger, they had previously predicted 65% recession by October 2023. Well, that's now up to 100%. Now, I would argue there's really no such thing as 100% when it comes to economics. And somehow they, these brighter minds have come up with that number. For the past 30 years, they've been producing this report. And actually, uh, they've been pretty darn accurate on it. And if we look back to some of the previous recessions, when we look all the way back to the tech crash, yep, they predicted it. You can see the red line topping out at 100%, followed by the recession. You go to the great financial crisis, you see that probability at 100% topping out before the recession. Sure enough, we hit it. And even as recently as 2020, that model topped out. Now, given how much of a black swan event that COVID crisis was and how sharp the decline was and how quick the recovery was, I have no idea how their model picked that up, but it did. Now, I will also go back over the models and I'll, I will point out that their 12-month model has consistently predicted a recession but not necessarily accurately in the following 12 months. Usually, according to the way I'm interpreting their chart here, there's been a little bit more of a lag than that. When we're here today, we're looking at persistent inflation. That's definitely recessionary in nature. And the Fed remains very, very hawkish. In fact, just a few hours ago, it raised its interest rate for the sixth time so far in 2022, and I mean raised it aggressively. We're not talking about sort of the old 25 basis points, 50 basis points. We're talking consistent now, I think four 75 basis points in a row. Now, this is definitely the most aggressive model that I've seen come out so far. Even when you look at Bloomberg's survey of 42 different economists, they pegged the probability at 60% over the next 12 months. The Hill reports 63%, 86% of KPMG global CEOs predict a recession. The reality is that we really can't know and I would say it really doesn't matter. What we need to do is we need to prepare for the eventuality of a recession. It doesn't matter where we are. That should always be a priority as an investor. More importantly, we need to, to assume that there will be a recession and prepare ourselves and how do we survive that. So I'm gonna go through a number of different considerations that we should have on top of mind as we're definitely entering into this dangerous territory. I'm gonna start with probably one of the most important things. There's a whole bunch of them, but let's start with income. Obviously for most people, having an income is a huge part of your financial security. With a recession, inevitably there will be job losses. And a question that you need to assess is, are you in an industry? Are you vulnerable to layoffs, to being cut back? Some people will completely lose your income. You may have been through that before, depending on the industry you're in. It certainly isn't nice, but it is a real possibility that you might need to prepare for. Even if you think your job is secure, depending on how deep the recession is, things like bonuses might be cut back. Things like uh, salary reductions, you get to keep working, but you're gonna make less. You may be in line, for example, for a promotion or for a bonus or for a salary increase. Those things might be vulnerable as well in the event of a deep recession. Uh, the best thing that you can do right now, if you feel vulnerable there, is to start today. Start reaching out to your network. Start thinking about if you lost your job, if you needed that income, who are you gonna lean on? And I think of things even like your LinkedIn profile, update that, maybe th something like a, a resume, if you're in a position where a resume would be helpful, 
Get to work on that now, anticipate. And if things do really turn bad, you can actually be first in line out there. You can be top of mind for a lot of these people. As we know right now, getting good help is difficult already. If we go into a recession, heck, uh, there may be uh, an opportunity that you have then that you won't have now, especially coming out of that. Another big thing that comes to my mind as we you know, are still, uh, you know, the, the, the going into COVID crisis was so fresh in our minds. A lot of people, I know people who changed their careers as a result of COVID, but also as a result of losing their jobs. I know people who were laid off and never got those jobs back as a result of COVID. Some companies simply just downsized. And this may be an opportunity if you've always thought about changing careers, this may be an opportunity to do that. And I think back, it wasn't recession related, but I had a, a decision that I was going to make way back, I guess in 1993, somewhere in that range, where a job I had was eliminated in the city I wanted to work in, Vancouver. So I had to change careers then, uh, and it worked out quite well for me. But without um, having, without being proactive on that, an opportunity like that might just slip through the cracks. Another thing that comes to my mind is diversification of your income. Now that might mean a second job. It might mean a, you know, a, a side gig. But I also think of an investment portfolio that pays dividends. And a lot of us, a lot of our, our viewers here on the channel, myself included, um, have investments that pay dividends. In fact, a lot of us make a priority to continue to, to hold those types of, of, of uh, assets. So that may be something that if you don't already have that in place, look to have a dividend or income producing assets that you can lean, uh, lean on in, in tougher times. Another thing that, uh, I don't really like this idea, I must admit, but it may be necessary. It may be necessary to sort of get a side hustle, you know, whether it's, you know, skip the dishes, uh, Uber driver. Uh, if you have a space, you can rent out a room, like an Airbnb type things. Obviously for someone that is younger, this is more likely, it's more feasible than someone for older, but it might just help get you through a rough patch that you're going through. It doesn't have to be a permanent thing. Again, I'm not a big, fan of that type of work, especially, you know, as a, as a baby boomer, but that doesn't mean that for you, it might not be a, a really good solution when times really get tough. The next major area I want to talk about is just understanding your spending and people just kind of hate even talking about this and thinking about spending a budget. If I want to use that word, it doesn't really have to be complicated. We, when we hear the word budget, we just sort of tune out, but you know, bear with me just for a few minutes, just simply do a calculation. Are you spending more money today than you're earning? Or are you spending money if your current spending habits continue, if you lose your income or if your income is reduced? Um, do you have a buffer? I know there's a lot of talk out there that you should have this um, this uh, savings account, you know, three to six months or some people even advocate more. If you don't have anything saved up there, this might be an opportunity to start uh, putting money in there if you don't have it. From a spending perspective, you may need to cut as harsh as those words are, um, it, it could be drastic depending on your circumstances. But again, it can just be temporary in nature. And I think of things like just making conscious spending decisions and, and focusing it on the things that you need and not the things that you want. Uh, things like, you know, what we consider luxury items that that'll be different to, to different people, but you may want to um, sort of just be mindful and, and hold off on spending things like that. I would also say, especially at this time of year, it's uh, November 2nd, as I'm filming this video, be mindful of Christmas. I know we do you know, like to share, we like to buy things at Christmas time, but um, given your circumstances, maybe that's something that you might want to just scale back on a, a little bit here. Really, really tough topic to talk about. Man, it breaks my heart, but groceries, 
and eating and food. And we are all aware, I hope, at how amazingly expensive so, so many foods have become. And that rate of inflation when you look at food is just so bad. We all have to eat. And so we can't just stop eating like we can, you know, maybe not buy a new car. I'm just saying be aware of what you're spending and focusing on the food waste. I know statistically here in North America, particularly, we waste a lot of food and, you know, every garbage day or in the, in the recycling or in the compost, there's always food that goes there that could have been eaten before. So just be mindful when you are doing your shopping that you're preparing and thinking it through so that you're not going to be wasting money um, on that. Go through and review any monthly charges you have, you know, things like streaming charges. Do you have the deluxe TV package that you don't need? Uh, I know I kind of regularly think, gee, we don't really watch certain channels a lot. So can I cut them out of my package? Maybe if you have specialty channels that you watched at one point, you're not watching right now. I'm also going to say uh, cars, a difficult one. Um, if you have a two or a three, if you are a two or three car family, you might want to consider it maybe selling one of those cars or at minimum parking it if times get really tough. It definitely is a, a, a an area that a lot of people can cut back on. And heck, I'm living example of that. We used to have two cars until one was written off in an accident going back, geez, more than five years now. We, uh, in anticipation of buying a new one, just went to one car family and Hey, it worked. Amazing how that be uh, how that can work. But it depends, I guess, on your community, your jobs, all those types of things, whether you're shuttling kids around to different events. So if it is a possibility that you can cut back, at least park one or sell one, that's also another idea. Now, when it comes to your investment portfolio, this is kind of to me where you know the rubber really hits the road because we're here as investors. Part of being a good investor is part of having a, you know overall good money management habits. Number one thing, and I know you've heard this a million times, is just don't panic. We're going to have uh, emotional feelings. We've already felt it so far in 2022, and the predictions are the recession is coming in the next you know zero to 12 months. So uh, it's not going to uh, get any better, at least for the next little while, probably. Always think twice before you sell. I'm not one of those people who says never ever sell. It depends on what you own, depends what your strategies were going in, what your concepts were. Now, I am a person that says if you're a long-term investor, don't all don't sell out and go all to cash. But some people interpret never sell as don't ever sell anything. And you may have some companies um, in your portfolio that are never gonna come back. The odds are so far against you that you might wanna just get rid of those. What I'm saying is just do a full evaluation of your portfolio, of your circumstances. Um, understand history when you look back at how previous recessions have impacted investment portfolios. Um, take some time to either watch some YouTube videos or go ahead and, and learn about that yourself um, because um, that, that's another way that you can learn to manage emotions and, and have some, you know, the right brain and the left brain fighting against each other. They can sort of balance each other off in a time like this. If you are selling now, probably you're going to be selling at a loss or at least a decline. If you bought a stock 20 years ago and it went up, and it, you know, it'll be up in value hopefully from what, when you bought it. But, you know, in the last year, it's probably going to be uh, trading at a loss. So remember that if you are going to decide to sell. Also, if that investment you're considering selling is a dividend uh, paying investment. Uh, I spoke about that just a few minutes ago where those dividends may form part of a building the portfolio or if you're using them for income purposes, those will stop as well. So if you sell your dividends, your, uh, your cash flow will go away there. If you're feeling these emotions, are they temporary? You know, do you believe in the companies that you own? Um, this is all sort of the, the mindset that you have to go through when you're making big decisions like this. You're going to hear around 
Uh, you're going to hear about people dumping their stocks, and you know I, I'm you know being in the business for so many years, I'm ve- I'm acutely aware of how it doesn't matter how well educated you are or how confident you can be going in. At times like this, people will panic sell. Now, on that note, would you be the type of person that would panic or has panicked when the markets drop? Most people think they're immune to this. But if you think you're immune, uh, maybe think again. I did a video a short while ago and I'm going to urge you to look at it because it breaks down in great detail the type of person, the characteristics that uh, would be uh, more likely to panic. So that would be a valuable thing to watch as well so that you'll know whether you fall into that cohort. Last tip I'm going to give you here is this. And I follow this. I follow this for many, many years. If you're going through an emotional trauma right now, whether it's related to the recession or related to your investments being down, literally grab a notebook and start writing things down. Journal your thoughts, journal your fears, journal your joys. And I have a journal here that I have always got around. And I just looking here, I started this back in uh, 2003 is when I started writing my thoughts and I've got my notes inside my journal here. I've also got you know pages and pages of sort of loose pieces that I've also just sort of stuck in there um, right now as I'm going through. So I use that and I've used it for a long time to just uh, write down thoughts as they come in, write down reasons that you might buy or sell a stock. And it comes as an amazing resource in times like this where you're you're not feeling quite as comfortable as you might want to be. And um, gee, go back. It'll give you a little bit of comfort and it'll help you become a better investor for sure. Uh, really importantly, um, don't ignore the possibility or the probability, the 100% probability of a recession, but also don't panic. Recessions are part of every single business cycle. Don't make the mistake of bailing out um, just because you're scared. I made a big mistake uh, many years ago. It cost me around $200,000. Check out this video right here and you can learn what I did and hopefully you won't make the same mistake. Thank you for watching the video. Check out our Investing Academy in the link below. We'll see you in the next video.